Hello, everyone. Welcome to another week. Hope you've got uh, something to imbibe whilst you listen to me and Tim talk music any minute now. So, first of all, let's just have this. I need to get going, Mel. See you later. Tim Spellman, good to have you back, sir. How are you? Uh, very well, thanks, Graham. I must have done something okay last time to be invited back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, you make good music. Um, and you're a good chat as well, sir. You're always good chat, which is, which is a, you know, a, an absolute bonus. So um, last time you were on, uh, we talked about Tiny, uh, Tiny Fighter, which you've got there uh, on, your, on your title. Uh, you are Tim Tiny Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice. It must have been from last time, hey? Must have been. Yeah, it stayed the same. Um, but we're, you're back with a with a different type of project. Um, is is this just you? Uh, yeah. Uh, at, at, at present, it, it is. So this new project, um, Capstad, it uh, it began as a really as a bit of a. Um, a favour to a friend who was um, making a sort of short film, short documentary, and right. needed somebody to to soundtrack it. And I've always been a fan of film scores and game scores and soundtracks, so um, I jumped jumped right in. And even though that actual film itself, that project, actually never saw the light of day, was actually never released. Um, that happens was, a lot with film, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's pretty marginal, absolutely. So it, it's 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 somewhat of a even more of a difficult gig to making music, to be honest, Graham. Yeah. Um, but you know, I was actually pretty. Uh, I enjoyed the process a lot, and I was you know, I was I was reasonably um, happy with with the output. So the project kind of grew from there. And it was a bit of a natural gap as well. I mean, I think last time we spoke about Tiny Fighter, um, you know, we had gotten to a point where, you know, it, it had enough legs and momentum and we we're touring the States and Canada and through Europe and then just COVID killed the whole thing off. Um, absolutely just shut it down overnight. And so I was left with, uh, I guess, some creative angst to dispel. So... I guess those those couple of circumstances conspired to to uh, give birth to this new Capstar project. Yeah, well, I'm glad I'm glad that they did. Um, listening to it, uh, both both the tracks on this opening is, is this are these been released as single tracks, by the way, or are they? Yeah, been, yeah, just yeah, just yeah, the yeah, singles yeah. for the time being. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, both the tracks that I listened to. Uh, the uh, Orla and Knight, they, they both got that opening of you, you can hear like the vinyl crackle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I assume, you know, was that's all intentional. What, where, what do you, you love that kind of feel that this is connected somewhere to the past as well as being in the future? Yeah, that's a that's a really good way to to characterize it. I mean, I've always I've always been a fan of the vinyl crackle and um. No huge fans of the sort of Lo-Fi Girl series. Um, it's a twenty-four-hour YouTube stream. It's. Um, I mean, I actually got into it the way a lot of other people do, just 
uh, when you're working or you're studying. Um, it's it's actually excellent background music, and it's got this sort of warm. What I what I think I like about that vinyl crackle is that it mimics. Um, it's almost like it mimics a fireplace in some mm. respects. There's like an intimacy and a, and a small room feel um, to it. So I think I took that as uh, inspiration, and it's kind of stuck. I mean, I was you know growing up, of course big fan of indie pop, big fan of hip hop. Um, and yeah, there's just some, you know, I think warm textures in that kind of more lo-fi hip hop domain. A lot of people yep. are, um, may be surprised or forget about hip hop. There actually is this uh, um, real DIY, you know, I guess, uh, tradition to it. And uh, mm. so, yeah, and, and I guess because I was more playing around with electronics and beats, it just seemed to to be or hopefully more of a natural fit yeah in terms of vocal i mean there's no in what i've heard so far there's no actual vocal vocal but there are little stabs of vocal are those things that you sample are those things that you you actually get recorded or yeah so i mean they're they're of a synth so they're these little synth vocalizations Mm. um almost sort of semi-percussive semi-filling a vocal role. I mean, as you said, Graham, both of these opening singles are, um, are quite intentionally instrumental, and that may not always be the case. We're certainly working on some new material now with more traditional vocals, but for those ones, I mean, you know, I guess coming from a particularly with Tiny Fighter, coming from an indie pop background, um, you know, I still enjoy my vocals, and that seemed to be a nice sort of middle ground. You can get, a, a, I guess, a suggestion of a vocal, perhaps, um, a stab, as you said. Um, without, you know, morphing into a, a full-blown um, uh, song, which, you know, naturally you know, the listener's ear will be a, a, attracted towards the vocal of a song, and I've traditionally written songs like that. But this is kind, kind of different, like using it more as an instrument rather than a, a lead as such. So they're just, they're just off a synth, a sampler. Yeah. There's nice space in the song, so and there's, you know, there's still a lot of melody in there. Is there a temptation going forward with the project? Is there a temptation to, because um, actually when I, when I first listened to it, I and I was thinking a little bit of someone like London Grammar. I don't know whether you, you followed London Grammar stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is there a temptation to find a, just a real good voice? Well, if I if if I can have her, then um, I wouldn't. Would, <laughs> you know I, what I'm saying, though. When you when I, you create so when you're creating something that's, you know, is interesting in its own right as a as pieces of music, but has got that kind of space in it that would, if you write it, if you if you orchestrate it correctly, could just really bring a someone with a great voice to life. Would yeah, look, a, a, absolutely. I mean, it's, and I can absolutely see that that evolving that way. And I mean, as it, I mean, as it stands, I mean, this as starting life out as a film score project kind of naturally lends itself to more instrumental approaches yeah. to songs. But I, I know, I, I know exactly what you mean, Graham. I mean, it's, it's, um, and maybe this is why I'm sort of partially filling those gaps with those sort of vocal stabs, but. The, the intention with Capstart is to to not limit it to just an instrumental project or just a film score project or just a beats project, but again, it's right tool for right job. And 
at the moment um, where I'm collaborating with some um, several Swedish artists and some Australian artists who are vocalists, mm-hmm. um, some who have been in previous bands of myself, a bit of a post-rock outfit I used to be in back in Melbourne, back in the day. Um, but absolutely, if, the, if the, right, the right vocal comes along, I mean, the space is there. It just needs to be the, the, right, the right fit. So in some respects, while it's liberating to be able to, you know, control the whole artistic process as a solo project itself, um, there are going to be songs which absolutely almost demand a vocal and it's worth that extra complexity and often the difficulty of, of collaborating to, mm. to make it happen. But, you know, when it happens well, it's absolutely worth it. Well, you know, if if someone's listening over the next week as this goes round and, you know, they feel that they could do a, you know, they've got a voice like Hannah Reid uh, or, uh, <laughs> or they, yeah. they, well, they, 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 you know, reckon that they could, they they listen to the music and feel that they could uh, really add something in there. Perhaps get in touch with Tim. Yeah. Um, he'd love to, he'd love to hear from you. Send, send, send cassettes. <laughs> is it preferably yes <laughs> do you remember saw, the, the good actually, old days when people used to send cassettes to each other with, oh, great. Know, yeah, yeah. It, exactly it, it's, it's funny Graham because my um my car which is pretty old does have a cassette player which, you know, really? which I still love like and, and you know some some artists are still selling cassettes I mean I don't know like it's 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 um uh maybe I should try and yeah, rather than the vinyl crackle, maybe we should try and get back the little uh, frequency testing at the start of the... Uh, yeah. Because uh, the oh, that little... Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sure half your listeners probably have no idea what we're talking about, but it is um, it is the vinyl crackle of cassette tapes. But, uh, um, yeah. I do. Yeah. I love all of those nostalgic type things, though. It's a, it's a little bit like um, the test card. You know, when, when you explain, you know, explaining to my children that, once upon a time, TV wasn't on 24 hours a day. And that, yeah, that you actually, pattern. yeah, there was like a test pattern on the on the screen, you know, with a bit of music over the top of it. And you waited for TV to start, you know. It's, yeah, it's, there, it's, there, was, there, was, there was anticipation, not this instant gratification, Graham, but um, um, yeah, absolutely. But look, to be, to be, to be fair, I mean, I, I do recall a few years back now um, seeing Björk in, in Stockholm, in, in Globen, and and wow, she was brilliant. selling all of her albums on cassette as well. So it's it's there is there's still there's still a currency there, I think. Yeah, I I believe uh, in some ways more so than ever because I I, I believe that we're always kind of in uh, a fight against technology in a in a way. I think that the more we create the opportunity for technology to do things as humans. We kind of fight back against that as well. Um, you know, technology's great in making, and all of this immediacy and everything else is is fantastic in terms of music, being able to just, you know, turn something on in the air and, and play music from nowhere is, is great. Um, in terms of people being able to just listen to, to more music, etc. But at the same time, it's the tactileness. It's the, it's the, it's the effort as well it's the fact that it's the investment i think it's the personal investment yeah and it's and it's the art of of making all that paraphernalia that that encompasses or surrounds a a, yeah a sound product for sure and also you had to get really good with one of these things 
if you, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you listen to music on cassette everyone will know if you've listened to music on cassette you have to get really good with one of these things it's called yeah. pencil um but it's really handy when that tape gets stuck etc and and scissors and tape as well always very good yeah, so it's a wonderful editing absolutely so in terms of uh what you've recorded so far you, you know are, are you heading towards a whole album with this or yeah, look, it's I'm. I think compared to other projects, perhaps other band-based um, projects, I don't feel like I'm in a rush to to commit to a a, a full-blown album. Particularly when this is brand new and no one's ever heard of you. I mean, yes, you can you can sort of leverage off your 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 sort of you know previous fame or not or, or whatnot. But um, I feel like I'm starting from scratch because it's such a different project compared to to other, others I've been involved in and so it's really just testing the water graham to see what the response is and and uh, you know you know i'm i love albums i love records and i love the you know the sequencing of, of records and and the story it absolutely tells but you know for better or worse i think in 2022 it'd almost be mad to put a record out when no one's heard about you i mean it's mm. a lot of effort and a lot of you know artistic effort and, and financial effort um to commit uh, that up front, so I think well, for we'll get, uh, the remainder given, of this year, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, given, given what you've just said, this is going to sound absolutely ludicrous saying this, but <laughs> um, talking about you know money and all of that sort of thing. But I mean, at the start, you said that you know this was almost born out of the fact that you had a um, you, there was a project there that you were working on collaboratively with someone that had made film, but then that that stopped. But when you, as you're working on this now, are you, are you, it's part of you thinking, well, actually, wouldn't it be good to make film to go with the music? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, absolutely. And I think in some respects, that's what I've you know, tried to do with the, the latest video for the single. Yeah. Which is a, which is a collaboration from a couple of guys in, um, um, I think they're down, down in Dorset or somewhere. Or at least Somerset. Um, they're probably not anywhere my near part each other. My part of the world, yeah. Yeah, ex ex exactly. So these are two guys who are pretty handy with a drone. I think a lot of the footage is taken from Scotland. I mean, that's quite deliberate. I mean, that, that's the film I'd like to make for a song like that. Uh, you know, it's sort of sweeping and epic. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, it, 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 it's true. I mean, but I think, you know, you've got you to gotta play to your strengths. And there are some great filmmakers out there. And I have no idea. I mean, film for me, it's the ultimate because it's not just – visual it's visual and audio and and everything else i mean it music is one dimension but film is every dimension so yeah. um i'd like to but uh yes students are the way to go sir students are the way to go um i've been talking to my son who's coming into the business uh about this quite a lot recently because he's just finishing his film degree and um he said you know i asked him about how do musicians get into film music and he said students that is that is the way that is the way forward he said because you know any film student needs to be getting their the way that they work now they practically have to get their films into um it, uh, awards hmm. yeah so they have to put their they have to put their films up for national awards etc he said so you know if you want if you want to get your music in somewhere find a group of students that are making a film uh, i think that's a really good idea and i think in some respects that 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 sort of rings um true i remember seeing and and it's you know some of my favorite uh, film score musicians used to be pop artists like i mean clint mansell from pop world itself is an you know, amazing soundtrack 
um, composer, um, Trent Reznor, Nine Inch Nails, um, Mogwai do fantastic, absolutely fantastic soundtracks. And yep. they also had the same thing. Like they got, they got their initial taste, I guess, of scoring film or scoring games. And there's another huge um, massive. Yeah, yep. with, um, with student film, absolutely, because there's, you know, there's, I guess, a bit more, um, you know, I guess, liberty to experiment a little perhaps and, um, mm. and yeah, and so, I mean, that, that, so that sounds very true. There you go. I'll try and put you in touch with some students. Oh, please. I, I, just, I, need, I need filmmakers. Like, I, I can't do this without the visual, as you said. I mean, you, you know it, Graham, this music is very visual for me and um, yeah. I just need someone who knows what they're doing to to make that vision happen i guess now for any anyone that's geeky because you know um there will be some people that listen that <laughs> are few, that, that, that are yeah um in terms of how you go about making this stuff are, are, are you are you a, a sort of a, lots of keyboards type person or are you a, a sort of mainly a control keyboard and um, and and lots of sounds off of a computer yeah, look, it's it's probably more towards the latter these days. Um, I mean, I still have you know, some great old, you know, analog Roland and, and Yamaha uh, Korg organs from the eighties and nineties, which is still my go-to organs. But you find these days, sometimes already sampled these things and popped them up online, and and often it's just easy to use them. But I mean, I still like playing physically. I mean, I'm a mm. you know, I'm a band guy, so it doesn't feel like I've written the song as such unless i've performed on it rather than yeah. arranging it strictly on a computer it's a bit of a balance between the two so for a song like all of for example um the the uh you know, the piano is you know, manually recorded yes we you do clean it up a little bit and you try and pop it in the shape but that was you know, that was the main idea in the first place and so it would have been you know Remove a little bit of the soul. I mean, it's probably a cliche to to try and um, you know, I guess, arrange that virtually on a sort of a central computer. But you, but but, effectively, yeah. what you're saying is you you started off by writing that as a piano piece. Yeah, you, you you'd be playing that as a piano piece first, and then you thought, right now I take that into the, the software and actually construct it again. Yeah. Yeah, look, exactly. And I think the piano, as you hear it in the song, um, is pretty much as played, but it's obviously the sort of deeper synths and the, the program beats and the, the synth vocalisations. They're, they're, I guess, the elements which are introduced later. Um, but, yeah, it, for me, it's a, it's, a nice, it's a nice combination. You get the precision, I guess, of, mm -hmm. um, of the, the programming side, but then you get, I guess, the organic um, yeah. part as well by playing the song so but you're saying that sometimes you you work the other way around sometimes you just sit there at the computer and and, and play in the sort of oh, look, uh, very, software itself probably <laughs> probably rarely to be honest i mean I'm, right. I'm not i'm not the greatest technician of all time so um, i'm pretty limited i guess in starting the song maybe that's why i probably prefer also to go from the instrument up rather than the computer mm. down but um i mean it, it's a bit of i guess Performance side is definitely traditional instruments, arrangement, um, you know, cobbling it all together 
and mixing and mastering that's all that's all computer based but they complement each other to be honest yeah they do yeah yeah, yeah. it also means that if you if you're starting mainly from the instrument basis if you ever did need to play any of this live anywhere you've you've kind of got a better starting point in a way because <laughs> you've got yeah. <laughs> that main part of the track which is you know you know that that's i play this you know um and you can always get a, another group of people to help you over the top or you can you can sequence that the, the other little embellishments over the top so yeah that's nice in terms of in terms of music that you're listening to at the moment is that is that are you listening to more of this type of music because you've, you're working on this project or are you actually going completely the opposite direction um yeah it's a, it's a funny one like i guess this is how the brain works because if, if i'm i guess deep into composing more you know like filmic or or um sort of lo-fi beachy type of music i'll generally be listening to the complete opposite like yeah. i might be listening to lamb of god or some metal or uh, amelon yeah. sniffers <laughs> it, it's 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 otherwise I it think, feels like a bit like a busman's holiday sometimes right well, yeah, yeah, and I think you get you kind of start to get I don't know you start to confirm your own prejudices or your your biases. I think I think you need to be a little bit objective, which is very hard with music, of course. Um, just I mean, and this is yeah, I don't know if it sounds makes sense, but it's, it's almost like I'm still trying to take a pop song approach to these things. I mean, these are not ten minute epics; they're like pop songs. They're like three yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and but you, but when you're in, I guess film score land the temptation is just to you know drift off into you know four hour philip glass sessions and i love that it's fantastic but i think by you know juxtaposing that with like just three minute belters um um from you know from metal bands or, or hard rock bands i mean it, it one informs the other i guess is what i'm saying yeah. So yeah. So when I when I when I'm in when I'm doing indie pop, I tend to listen to soundtracks. When I'm composing more um, instrumental music, I'm usually listening to something like metal. Um, well, yeah, it seems to I be the case why. for a lot um, of people. Yeah, I, I was going to say it seems to be a case for a lot of people that actually what happens is that it's the music that you may have been listening to for for a bit, or you dived into a a type of music for a bit, and then coming out of that you might make that kind of music <laughs> but whilst you're in making that kind of music you don't listen to that anymore because you've kind of it's kind of like you, you know you, you read a book you get informed by it um but you don't read the same book again whilst <laughs> you're writing you know yeah no, it's 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 a really it's a really good that's a really good point and actually reminds me of a conversation i had recently with um having lived in stockholm for a long time a lot of the spotify guys are there because it's a swiss a swedish company yeah. And they've got some amazing um, uh, sort of data analysts. Their job is is to kind of second guess what you, Graham, or what I want to listen to, without just like giving you a bunch of obvious hits. Like how you know. So when you open Spotify or whatever it is, Apple, or, I mean, what what is making you play one song over another? Uh, what is that choice being driven by? And it's a really interesting question because it's it's, it's like food or a taste or now i want to listen to a and yesterday i want to listen to b mm. you know it's 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 that's that that's a part of it and these algorithmic spotify guys are actually quite incredible um uh you know everyone has a million different experiences that informs why you like one song over another but being able to get even anywhere ne even near to that by suggesting you might like these songs or these artists i think it's quite you know incredible um mm. 
I mean, it's, it's a little bit off topic, but it's it's why do we listen to what we listen to and at any one time? I, it's a great question. Well, I, I guess to some extent, and working in a marketing business, marketing plays a little bit of it because you know, oh, of uh, course. unless unless you hear something, then you're not necessarily going to get into. You don't it. know so if you're going to like it if you don't hear it. No, exactly. So you know, the marketing job is that the job of finding a way of putting that stuff in front of people but but then it's still got a it has to work and why you choose to do it over and over again but you know especially with particular songs what what is it that then takes you the next step with that song and i, I think a, i think a big big part of it which is why the whole curation thing's really quite interesting and is that I think once once you actually start listening to a band or listening to to particular music, um, it's the human element of it. It's whether you actually, for a lot of people, it's whether or not you actually make a connection with the artist as well. So you know, if you if you don't don't have feel that you're you know you're connected in some way to to the person behind the music. Yeah, I don't. No, I don't I, think I, it's got that longevity to it. Yeah, I, I'd buy that because it's you know it's a pretty bloody intimate thing that we do. I mean, yes, it's enjoyable and it's fun, but you know, most people most of the time will be listening like this with like headphones or very closely. I mean, it's extremely personal, isn't it? So mm. if if you do have a, a you know a, a sense or a affiliation or a, a feel for that artist, I think that goes an awful long way yeah. in in exploring their back catalogue or their new material or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And I think some, some artists have struggled with that over the years, especially if they've wanted to keep almost keep an anonymity between them and the music and, and almost distance themselves from the music and, and say, well, that's my art over there. You, you just, you know, I want you to see it for itself. You don't need to know anything about the person. I think some 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 of them have actually struggled with that because yeah. it makes it quite difficult for people to to buy in. <laughs> you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I think with the one, you know, a couple of very rare exceptions, like Daft Punk, for example, um, and which is kind of they you know, they kind of play off that. But you know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, you know, it'd be nice to have your art judged for its own sake, but that's not how the gig works. I mean. I mean, you're part of it, aren't you? And then, yeah. you know, they're 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 consuming in, in the nicest possible way. They're consuming you as much as they are your art. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny. For for a little while, I, I ran a, a company called Pimp My Office. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I like it. That's a yeah, great, name. great, great, great name. Um, but we actually did art for offices, and um, you know, I, I remember speaking to this one artist and. She was moaning all the time when I when I met her. She was moaning all of the time that uh, she, she wasn't making enough money. She, you know, she probably couldn't afford to carry on doing art. And that's what she loved doing. And she said, I, somehow I need to commercialise this. And yet at the same time, um, she was incredibly fussy about who bought her art. And <laughs> it's like, and it's a, I, and you know, that that can be a that can be a real struggle. If you see what I mean, because at the end of the day, if someone if someone appreciates what you're doing, does it? You know, can do you actually have the choice as the artist? Do you actually have the choice as to who buys into your art? You know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's an age-old argument. I mean, when does it stop being yours? 
Yeah. Um, when is it everybody else's? I mean, it's easier in music, you know, you've got a virtual version which can be streamed by anyone, but I understand like with visual arts and it's your baby and it's physically there, it's it's um it's a different ball game. It could be you know, quite confronting, I'd imagine. Yeah, it is. It, I look, it's a it's a difficult thing, but you know, if if somebody's willing to pay you two grand for your piece of art, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'd, I'd take it. I, yeah. <laughs> Well, that, no one's oh, paying also, two thousand on Bandcamp for uh for this. Oh, no, exactly. <laughs> well, because the, the other thing you've got to think is 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 the opportunity there as well. Is it is it not just the person that's actually buying into the piece of art, but if they're going to give a if they're going to give a wall space to your art, it that then potentially means that other people, not them, but other people, are going to get to see your art as well. So it's you almost have to see kind of past that that initial relationship to is it going to open up my art to, to to other people as well and i guess in a way you know we i've had that conversation on here with people bands about spotify there's you know a lot of people have a fairly negative uh um sort of opinion of streaming services etc as as musicians but in the same way if it's if it's opening up people to hear your your art in the first place, if you can if you can then create the relationship with those people, you'll take them away from that platform, won't you? Ultimately, yeah. Well, if you had an objection to it, I mean, it, this is as you said. I mean, it, it's an opportunity, and what else? You know, and it's, you know, it, it's it's an age old problem, I guess. I mean, there's more opportunity, but there's more competition um but yeah like i think it's but i think it's a very good point i mean it's you know i, I think it's an exceptionally important tool particularly for uh, um informative i guess uh, releases and and yes as you say i mean once once you actually you do the hard work and and form those relationships with your listeners then you have options yeah absolutely so li- listen um we've got a couple of tracks already out or about to be out um so that people can can go and listen to those but just give a little bit of a sneak what what other things might people hear coming from you in the in the near future so the next the next release is 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 a little bit of departure in the sense as we discussed before it has vocals so um we actually use we actually are using um uh, an ex-bass player from tiny fighter tommy avilan um who's who's got this great pop voice and so it's it's a, it's a little bit different. It's still got those sort of lo-fi aesthetics, but it's got vocals. Um, and there may be a few more vocal-driven songs coming through. So for the remainder of the year, you, we're, we're aiming at a, you know, a single or so, you know, every, say, six weeks um, and leading up, hopefully, to a record um, and perhaps potentially with a film score or two sprinkled in so you know it's this is kind of an afterthought which has taken a bit of a life of its own so i'm not really too sure grain where this is headed uh but look i'm having fun and i hope people enjoy the music yeah you mentioned that you'd been to see Björk earlier i mean is that a voice you'd love to to record oh yeah it's just that's incredible i mean it's it's i mean that's a real artist i, I think just visually the whole package just um how I mean, I, I mean, I've been following Björk since the Sugar Cube days. Yep, um, me too. Yeah, you know, like way, way back, and um, it's just 
I don't think I've come across anyone who's been brave enough to do what she does and at the same time enjoy both commercial and, and critical success. It's kind of artists where you think, you know, well, is it, should you bother trying? I mean, this is just a whole, it's not just a different level, it's a different planet. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and her voice is actually, could be an instrument, yeah. I mean, it, it's perfect for soundtracks. Yeah. Um, I, th I think she's actually in um, the new film, The Northman. I don't know if you've yeah. seen it, Graham. I haven't. I no, she... my, my son has, and he says it's it's great if you like a bit of gore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like Vikings and the like, but I think I think she's actually in that as well. So, you know, she, she, do, she does everything. But, yeah, voices like that, yeah, you wouldn't say no to. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Just different, interesting voices instrument. It's all good. Well, let's 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 hope you know that you find some other great voices to go on the, this project as it goes along. Tim, thanks so much for joining me again. Um, as me. as per usual, just tell people where they can download, listen to, or or whatever the the, the music. Yeah, so look, um, it's it's available at all the usual streaming services. I mean, on Spotify under Capstad. You can also, if you do like it, you like what you hear, you can also go to my Bandcamp, which is. Just type Cupstud into Bandcamp, it will pop up, and you can um, you, know, you can buy the, the two singles if you enjoy them. Um, or otherwise, you can go through the record label, which is which is Filter. Um, but yeah, have a listen, see what you think. Yeah. Enjoy. The, the best thing about music: go and find out. You know, yep. you've got nothing. Find to out for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> go out, go lose. out, listen to it. You know, um, you know, make make a new friend at the beginning exactly. of the week. Tim, right. thanks for joining me, and uh, I'll speak to you again soon. Bye thanks, Graham. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye.